Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to How We'd Book It. Now, if you're new to the show, this is a show where we talk about scenarios and wrestlers and how we'd book them, whether it be different promotions or the current promotions they're in, or maybe it's an event. Maybe we go back in time and book somebody differently than how they were actually booked. You know, we did Sting last time, and this time, a very special episode, we were going to do Malachi Black in AEW and talk about how we'd book him, but... There's been a lot of things going on in the wrestling world over the past week, so you're getting two episodes this week. But if you haven't, before we get into it, go leave us five stars on Apple Podcast, as it does help out the podcast. That's five star, five star, five star, five star, five star review. Yes, sir. Now, speaking my- of last week's episode, did you do your homework? Oh no, I didn't. Oh no, I didn't. I, I told you, it wouldn't take you, it's Hogan matches, man. It won't take you 15, 20 minutes total for both matches. I know, I'm messing up. Oh, God. Okay. Anyways. Continue. Anyways. So today. Uh, today. As you were. Today. We're going to be talking about CM Punk and his return to professional wrestling as he's been blowing up headlines for the past week, saying that he has signed with all elite wrestling hmm. are we just gonna skip introductions and all that happy horse shit this week or is that, that what we're doing now no uh, i'm gonna introduce myself <laughs> i'm just letting them know what we're gonna be talking about hi okay my name is christian ingram you can find me anywhere on the social web at all charisma underscore ci if you want to talk to me we actually have a facebook group now how we book it pro wrestling fans on facebook is that so yeah how many members we got now we got a little over 50. 50. 50 members. 50. Yeah. So I am. And I, of course, uh, what? You going to interrupt me like that? Yeah, my bad. Come You're on, good. Man. Come on, man. I was going to throw it course... to you. I was going to throw it yeah, to you. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. I'll wait. I'll okay. I'll wait. I was just going to say, I'm one of the hosts of the show and joining me and do the little NWO thing like this. Too sweet. I'm going the wrong way. There we go. I got to keep remembering my camera's on the other side here. Not fair. I always forget where the camera's at. In the wrestling business, you better learn where that red light's at. Yeah, someone said that the uh, in, in our Facebook group that the two sweet symbol looks like a llama head. It's actually the Turkish Mafia symbol. I don't know what that means. Yeah, look it up. Okay. Anyways. And it was started by X-Pop, or the one, two, three kid at the time. He said, I forgot the exact story, but you can look it up. He he said he's, he was reading or watching something on the Turkish Mafia, and he thought it was cool, so he just started doing it. Well, now it's uh, ingrained in pro wrestling history. In the annals of history. Yes, sir. All right, Jason. Still waiting on you. I'm still waiting on you to throw it to I me. threw it to you. I went like this. No, you, no, you didn't. Then okay. we started talking about that. And boys and girls, I, of course, and the uh, one and only Jay Brandon Ingram, I am down here at the uh, Myrtle. Where are you at there, Christian? Where are you coming to us from? An undisclosed location, 300 feet under the earth. Parts unknown. Dun, dun, dun. Soon to be from the Bowery next week. Oh, yeah, because you're coming to see me. That's right. And uh, you can find me all over the uh, interweb. Find me on Facebook. Find me on Instagram. Hell, I even created a TikTok. Even I got some heat for that one TikTok video. I thought it was fucking hysterical, but that's just me. I'm not going to lie to you. I laughed at the comments. I know. I did, too. But it's like, people, take a joke. It's, it's, you know, anyway. And if you're in Myrtle, you can come catch me at the uh, world-famous dollhouse. Yes. Come see me. Come see me. 
You can hear my smiling voice over the microphone. And if you want to hear all. any music, throw throw him some money in the tip jar. He might even play Break It Down by D-Generation X. I could do that. I can get away with that. So when so I come anyway. in there, that's what you're playing, right? Um, I don't know. Maybe. 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 Okay. Break it down. Okay. So, AEW CM Punk. Let, let's. We got to start at the beginning with CM Punk. See, if you don't know who CM Punk is, first off, where the fuck have you been? And second well, off, uh, now that's not very fair. Real, really? Yeah, that's not fair. Come on. They've been chanting this man's name since he left. Every okay, event. well, may, maybe, but, you know, he hadn't been in the wrestling ring since January of 2014. You know, you could have had some four or five-year-old kids not watching that are now, you know, 11, 12 years old. You could have had some adults that didn't get into it until their kids, you know, started watching and got into it with them. There's a lot of reasons you might not know who CM Punk is if you're just, a, you know, an average, ordinary day, last five-year fan. I mean, so, you know, I mean, just because... You cut out. I can't hear you. What? There you go. You came back. No. I said, just just because they're chanting a man's name doesn't mean that somebody's going to take the time to go home and look it up. They just went to an event or watched a TV show for entertainment purposes. They're not not there to do a history lesson. But you are. So give give us a history on CM Punk. Well, what I mean, he he was an indie darling. Um, You know, did real well in uh, Ring of Honor. You know, went over, won their title when he was leaving. Um, pulled, you know, he's been controversial for a long time. I mean, hey, I'll give it to Ring of Honor. They let him go in there and actually sign his WWE contract, whether it was a legit contract or just. No, it was a legit you know, contract. You know, that he signed on the Ring of Honor world title. And, uh, you know, he came in with a lot of buzz. And, you know, Paul Heyman loved him. And, you know, famous story that gets told is. Um, and one of the ECW pay-per-views, the reboot of ECW, was the Elimination Chamber, and and Heyman wanted Punk to go over, and and Vince just <laughs> Vince was having no parts of it, talking about how he was going to choke you. You telling me? And I think Bobby Lashley was in that match, if I remember right. But I know the Big Show was this little dude's going to choke out all these people. No, you know. So, and I, they they say that Heyman, when he gets when he's ready to help out somebody that. You know, he does them more harm than good sometimes because Vince gets tired of hearing the guy's name because Heyman brings it up so much. I've heard that story a lot where Heyman has screwed people over by doing it. Great intentions on his end, but it ends up fucking the people. Speaking of Heyman, did you see that shit on Friday night? No. You need to watch that. That was just fucking... That, oh, my God, I was laughing so hard I couldn't stand it. I can't buy it. You didn't even see the clips? Nope. All right. Long story short, because we're not talking about Cena, Roman, or Heyman, but long story short, Cena comes out. He's challenging Roman. He goes through his whole spiel. Heyman comes out talking about the tribal chief and this, that, and the other. Cuts promo on Cena and says he'll have his answer by the end of the show that the tribal chief will come out and address it. And as he turns around to walk off, he he, he hits the... And this is all ad lib over the microphone. Da, 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 da. Da, I did see like that str- actually. Like he's strutting. Oh my god, it was hysterical. He he like hummed and like sang Cena's music his whole way back through the through the curtain. It was absolutely fucking hysterical. Gotta love Heyman. So go ahead and we'll start where you want to start with uh with old Chick Magnet. Yeah, actually, that's what that's what the CM stands for. 
for a long time, it was speculated as CM Venom. I mean, that's CM Venom. CM Venom was his tag partner, but Chicago Made is what that people thought the CM stood for. Honestly, that's what I would have told people if I was him. Well, I mean, he pulled he pulled AJ Lee, so I ain't mad at him. Yeah, that's fair. He, uh, from what I heard, he pulled a lot of divas back in the day. Yeah, him and, and Matt, Matt Hardy, Hardy both. both. So, Fuck so let, let let's start with uh, CM Punk. You know, he I watched a documentary the other day. Uh, he. You know, he trained in Chicago, uh, Lunatic Wrestling Federation. He, Federation. He made. Now, wait a minute. Which which uh, which documentary did you watch? Uh, I watched the WWE one, Best in the World, and then I watched the Wrestling with Andy one, uh, Best in the World, the CM Punk story. So I, okay. I was pretty much prepared for this one. All right. Well, good because I haven't seen either one of them, so, so I'm going strictly off. I'm going strictly off memory. Fair enough. So CM Punk started out in Chicago, did some Chicago based. Uh, Indy, and then he went all around uh, wrestling with, I don't remember the name of the promotion, but it was him, Chris Hero, Colt Cabana, and uh, I forgot the other dude's name, but they tore up the Indies. That's when Ring of Honor started. He got, he became one of the stars of Ring of Honor, but, you know, he had a little stint in TNA, but he quit because they told him he couldn't work Ring of Honor, and he was like, yeah, F that. So, uh, yeah, he was part of the, he was part of Raven's group with uh, Julio De Niro and Mickey James. Yeah, Raven's Flock. Or something like that. Yeah, speaking of Colt Cabana, that that should be an interesting. Yeah, that's bit, what I was thinking. Because if he goes to AEW, like uh, there's some bad blood there. Yeah, I mean, I I don't even know if that lawsuit ever got settled because you know he was supposed to pay Cabana's legal fees and then he didn't, and Cabana sued him. I don't know if it's still in court or if it's whatever. I don't know, man. I really don't know. Maybe, I'd, that's something I'd have to look up. Maybe Tony Khan just stroked old Colt a check. He shut the fuck up. I got you here. I'm bringing yeah, here, him in. Here's your money. I'll pay for it. It's all good, bro. So CM Punk goes on to tear Ring of Honor down, has uh, the best of three matches with Samoa Joe. And, you know, that, those were some great matches. And then. Yeah, yeah those that, those were definitely uh, classic matches that those two guys put on. Yeah, the actual, the I think it's the second one, was their highest DVD sale of the time. And, you know, DVDs don't matter much anymore, but back in, like, the early 2000s, that was a big deal. Yeah, that was a good stream of revenue before all the streaming services uh, catch. Yeah, so Samoa Joe, uh, then he went on to do the Summer of Punk where he won the title after it leaked that he was leaving. Uh, and, you know, he was just on fire. People thought he was going to show up on Monday Night Raw with the Ring of Honor Championship, which we, we knew better. We knew. We, we knew Meh. better. You never know. I mean, nowadays, anybody's going to show up on with a title from a different company. It's going to be in uh, AEW or New Japan or Impact. Uh, who knows? I don't know, man. I mean, Flair did it back in the day. But, yeah, that, that's, uh, that was part of the whole screwdriver, if you remember right, because Vince was so scared that Brett was going to take that world title to Nitro. I don't blame him. Shit, he probably would have. So... CM Punk. I, honestly, as much, as much of an asshole as I heard Bret Hart could be, I've heard he was a very, uh, a very big, you know, on tradition. I don't think he would have done it. I don't know. That's actually an episode for another day. I don't think Flair would have done it if they just gave him his damn money. Yeah, that that yeah, they should have just given that man his money. So back to CM Punk. He ends up signing with WWE. They sent him down to OVW. He wins the TV title and the world title. Gets called up, uh, goes on a losing streak in ECW. Well, no, he went on a winning streak and then a losing streak. 
And then he won the ECW belt, uh, won Money in the Bank twice, uh, won the World Heavyweight title three times, and the WWE Championship twice, as well as the Intercontinental title and the World Tag Team titles. Did you say the World Heavyweight title? Oh, yeah, yes, there sir. Sitting right there. Well, I mean, you know, the belts really don't mean that much anymore. Um, you know, you can put them on. You can put them on just about anybody. It's the the man makes the title, or the woman makes the title, not the other way around. You can, you know, it's been proven. They've tried to put the belt on people to give them a push, and it just didn't work. I mean, if they're not connecting with the audience, then the it's belt done. Help them. It's done. So, so that was just basically all of CM Punk's accomplishments. And let, let's talk about the where, where his frustrations really started, which was right before the 2011 Money in the Bank. He, he signed a new contract, uh, and he got everything he wanted in that contract. Uh, is that when he started? Is that when he got to drop the pipe bomb and come out to call the yeah, personality? Yeah, it was right before Money in the Bank 2011. And everything he said, he legitimately felt. And, you know, back in those days, he mentioned Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling. And that was and just something the, WWE he never the, did. He did the Hey Colt Cabana on yeah. Raw. Yeah, so. so. No, uh, yeah, but I mean, I like that. I, I was listening to uh, to Jim Cornette the other day, and he was talking about how that, you know, when when CM Punk started coming out to cult of personality, how he uh, he, him him working for Vince as long as he did, he said he knew that man got everything he asked for because Vince hates the licensed music. So. Yeah, which actually kind of screws them now because uh, you know Tony Khan loves doing it. And he's going to license Cult of Personality for CM Punk. Oh, I'm sure I'm sure that was part of the contract. I'm sure that was CM Punk seems like he's very, very thorough with that kind of stuff. And if, if he's he's been gone long enough for him to come back, I mean, you know, hey, I, I, I don't know if he got any kind of creative control, but I know oh, he I can got almost guarantee it for creative freedom, his music. I mean, he probably got damn near anything he wanted. Mm-hmm. So 2011 Money in the Bank, CM Punk. Walks out of WWE. Walks, walks out. If you get, if you're listening, I'm doing quotation marks with my hands. Like he didn't really walk out. Yeah, he didn't really walk out. He he signed a new contract and he came back like a few weeks later. They could have done so much with that, and I think that's something we should rebook the summer of Punk. And he came back, and it was just awful. I, I loved I loved him winning the title. That was probably one of my favorite moments in wrestling history. But they they wasted so much potential with that. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things coming that's coming gone with with a lot of different people they've wasted. So that's not surprising. True. Okay, so let's uh, fast forward to 2013 because I'm not going to talk about the summer of punk because I can do that for all day. 2013 Royal Rumble. He loses his 334-day reign as champion to, to the, the Rock, Rock, a part-timer, and he was pissed. He was legitimately pissed. And I, I don't blame him. He wanted that main event spot at WrestleMania. That was the one thing he did want. I mean, he's, he hasn't been, he hasn't shied away from that. He thought he deserved it. He thought he had worked hard enough to get it. He thought his work rate was good, good enough to get it. He thought he was his promos were good enough to get it. And it wasn't so much, you know, losing the losing the belt to the rock as it was losing the belt period and not having that main event spot. He thought he had earned. He thought he should have been put in a triple threat with Cena and the rock. And, you know, I don't disagree with that. Now that I do. I mean, that's, um, 
Not but we'd already of, seen it before. Well, yeah, we had, but I mean, it's just, you know, they they set that up a year in advance. You, you everybody already knew because uh, you know the internet was you know pretty popular by then that it was set up. Now I didn't realize it was going to be a title match to be you know per se, but when Cena laid down for the Rock the year before, everybody already knew that uh, you know he he had signed to come back and face Cena one more time. Yeah, because they're to not going to let Rock to, to beat Cena him, like that. To give him his win back. Yeah, and get the WWE Championship. So. Not, I mean, I don't, I'm not mad at The Rock. You can't be, but I can understand CM Punk's frustration. And that's where it really boiled over because the next year he was gone. The 2014 Royal Rumble was the last time we saw CM Punk. Yeah. And the last thing we saw of him was him laying in the corner, basically hurt. Yeah. He walked out on that run. He did a tell all podcast with Colt Cabana. So that's essentially CM Punk's WWE run in a short, condensed version. So, I mean, I guess this is a part of the show where we book him. Anything else you want to say about CM Punk? No, I'll, I will just say this. And right, wrong, or indifferent, you can like the WWE, you can hate the WWE, but I will say this for CM Punk, hell, and, and for Daniel Bryan, that matter, too. I mean, it's a lot of comparisons there. Um, those are the two big names being talked about this week. Um, you know, the fans sent Daniel Bryan over. Um, they fell in love with Bryan Danielson. And if it wasn't for... If it wasn't for the fans and that, I mean, you know, that raw takeover or set in or whatever the hell they called it when, when Daniel did that, um, you know, he, he wasn't going to be world champion. It just, Vince does not, you know, that's when you go to WWE, if you're, you know, if you're five, eight to five, 10, you know, right under six foot and, you know, 190 to 210. I, I mean, and I, I'm not trying to sound morbid because uh, triple H likes the indie guys. I mean, you can see that by NXT and what he's done with it, but, Vince doesn't. Vince likes Bobby Lashley. Vince likes, you know, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, Goldberg. I mean, that's what Vince likes. And, you know, again, right, wrong, or indifferent, you know, Brian Danielson and CM Punk had a lot better run in the WWE than I ever thought they would. And they earned it. I mean, they worked hard for it, and the fans helped a lot with it. But just just watching it as long as I have, Vince does not like the smaller guys. So they, they got a lot more out of it than I ever thought they would. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I don't know. Daniel Bryan, like, as much as everybody liked him, he had a banger match with Chris Jericho on his first night on NXT. So, but yeah, if it wasn't for Triple H, which is ironic because he hated Punk, a lot of them smaller guys wouldn't have gotten the chances, but the fans are the ones who put Daniel Bryan over, especially when considering he wasn't in the Rumble that year. And they booed Rey Mysterio out of the building. Oh, my God. Poor old Ray Ray. I remember that, too. I mean, that would have been a good spot for any heel. Any heel. It doesn't matter. But why do you do that to Ray Ray? You got to put poor old Ray Mysterio, who's a fan favorite, his music kid. He got booed out of the building. And it wasn't Ray's fault. Like, I'm not a big fan of Ray Mysterio. I was pissed to see him, though. I mean, like I said, poor old Ray. I felt bad for him. His music kid, man, that, that, that. Shit, shit all over it, man. You suck. Like, yo. Poor old Ray Ray. Ray. I I still remember that. Wow. And then you remember the, um, it was the Randy Orton versus John Cena match, right? The build up to Uh that. And it was all former world champions in the ring. And Daniel Bryan was there. And they, the fans started chanting, yes, for like 10 minutes straight. And Mark Henry finally raised Daniel Bryan's hand and was like, I stop. No, I bet that one I don't remember, but I right, I gotta show you that clip. But um 
Yeah, I mean, it, and 2014 when CM Punk walked out, uh, I don't think if he had walked out, Daniel Bryan would have, I don't think he would have been in the main event of WrestleMania. No, probably not. Um, but again, you never know. So, all right. Punk, one of the best in the world, and he know, was. And probably the best promo in WWE uh, for a long time. So it, it was great seeing him, but he was out by 2014 where he tried his hand in UFC. No hate to the man because he did fail at it, but like he was like 30 something when he got into it. Well, I mean, it's like Michael Jordan has always said, he missed more shots than he ever made. I mean, you know, no respect to the guy for, you know, like you said, his age, uh, getting into it. I mean, it was a dream and he followed it. He didn't let it, you know, he didn't let the fact that those guys were 10, 15 years younger than he was. Um, training their whole life for that stuff, you know, stop him or scare him. I mean, he went out there and took that ass whipping like a man. He never bitched about it. He went back and trained for another one. I mean, so no, I mean, that, you know, mad respect to him for that. Cause a lot of people like, I can't do that. And you know, one of the famous quotes out there is like, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're probably right. Mm-hmm. And you know, so no, I mean, no, I agree. Mad respect to him for that. I mean, you know, at 48, I'd be damned if I'd go get in a UFC ring with somebody like that. No, but I mean, not. I mean, but that's, uh, you know, he followed his dream and now, you know, if he hadn't got pissed off and was happy in WWE and stayed, would it have happened? Probably not. But I mean, he was, I'm sure he was bored and he had a lot of vent up anger. I mean, he got served his release papers on his wedding day. I mean, so. Yeah, that was some fucked up shit. So now, you know, the gist of what happened to CM Punk. Uh, he did eventually return to WWE, not in like a huge fashion. He signed with Fox to do be like a sport, a WWE analyst, right? Yes. And that, that, that show whatever ain't the hell too long. Name, whatever the hell the name that was. Backstage. Oh yeah, but but you got to figure too. They that that had premiered a couple of months. You'd have to look up the dates to get to get it exact. But that had premiered right before COVID hit. So um, you know, that, that's probably why it didn't last so long. Yeah, and it was it was good seeing him back. I was like, oh, Punk's back in WWE, but then you looked more into it, and it wasn't actually WWE. Yes, he was an analyst for WWE content, but he was signed as Fox. And now that I mean, te- technically, yeah. Well, technically, the way those contracts were signed, you know, Renee Young or whatever her name actually is, she, her, she, she had signed a she had signed a Fox deal too. So if they ever wanted to bring that show back, she could still host it. Yeah, no, they, she could. So he came back and he did that, but. He hasn't been in a wrestling ring. I'm sure he's like wrestled around and whatnot. And I know he wrestled under like a mask and did some stuff with his friends at some like indie promotions, but he hasn't really done anything until, all right, this is where we're going to start getting to where he got back into wrestling. He started doing a rest, uh, a wrestling TV show. That's going to be on HBO max. It's called heels. It has Stephen Amell from arrow in it. It's uh, it actually looks pretty good. And I think we might want to review that. Now, when is it supposed to come out? I think mid-August. I think. I haven't even seen any clips from it. I mean, I, I've heard, I've heard, I heard about the show, but I, I haven't seen any kind of clips or anything. Yeah, um, that's something we'll look into. So, CM Punk was in the show. He was wrestling with Stephen Amell, who's like this with Cody, and Cody's one of the VPs of AEW. And EVP. Yeah. So I guess well, let's talk about. All in first, because All In was the event before pre predating AEW, and that was in Chicago, which is CM Punk's hometown. And that's so where a lot of people thought he was going to pop back up. 
at least a one-time appearance, but that didn't happen. And I can understand it. So there's been rumors for years ever since that, that, oh, he's coming to AEW or, oh, he's coming back to WWE. And this this time, I think it's actually legit. Um, there's been enough speculation out there. And like I told you, I mean, I'm sure first off, let's just, let's just cut through the bullshit. I'm sure they offered him a shitload of money. No doubt. Um, you know, and like I said, creative freedom. Um, and he, you know, it's some of his buddies back there, you know, and I mean, you know, he's got Mark Henry, he's got the big show. There's, you know, he's got Cody people there. He knows, um, you know, Brian's coming in too. And, you know, I, I'm sure he's just, you know, ready to have some fun, you know, because I mean that, you know, who wants to go out of their career in the last thing of your wrestling career, be laying in the corner of the Royal Rumble. And then the next time you get in a, you know, any kind of a fighting scene, you know, get your ass kicked. Who wants that to be their, their lasting, you know, lasting memory of, that people have. Um, so I can see why he wants to come back, you know, go, you know, kind of go out on his own, own sword, not on somebody else's. No, I can totally see it. I can totally see him wanting to do that. So they probably offered him a ridiculous amount of money to come in. And it's gonna it's I'm gonna be real with you, it's gonna be cool seeing CM Punk again. But so his his debut will more than likely be at all out Chicago twenty twenty one. I think it's September fifth. Yeah, um the only thing that I that and the one thing that I've heard that I hope is not true is that the contract he signed, he, he, he wants to be on TV every week. And I'm like, no, no, don't do that. Don't do that, sir. Yeah. You don't want to do that to yourself. Well, it's, it's not the work. I mean, I don't mind the work, but I mean, okay, we haven't seen you regularly in seven years. Don't come out and overexpose yourself where people are like, okay, go back, go back to your fucking hole, please. Yeah. Don't, don't overextend yourself. I don't think he needs to be on TV every week. I mean, as a as a wrestling match, maybe a backstage segment here or there, but as far as like a mainstay every week, nah, no, we're good. We don't even see Kenny every week. He's um, a champion. Well, I told you. I mean, that's you know my thing is that AEW is more more closer. You take out some of the bullshit, but like with Kenny going to Impact and Kenny going to New Japan and Lucha and stuff like that, it, it's. It's closer to the old territory days. Yeah, like like I was telling you, AEW is more set up for the territory, like like the territory. You take out the comedy stuff and the Orange Cassidy kicks and uh, and stuff like that. With Kenny going to New Japan and Impact, Lucha, and stuff like that, um, you know, you know, back in the day, like I told you, you know, even with WWE not being a territory system, you know, Hogan would be on TV to promote a pay-per-view um, or a Saturday night's main event. It would just be a, it would just be a promo. Um, you never saw Hogan wrestle on Superstars or Challenge. Uh, you, if you saw him on Primetime, which was what was in place before Raw, it was, you know, it would be a house show match that they were recording for Primetime Wrestling. Um, so, you know, you know, with, uh, you know, you used to get so mad that Brock wasn't on TV every week. Well, the WWE and WCW got us accustomed to seeing the world champion every week. And, you know, I, I'm always specific when I talk about the NWA versus WCW because there was a big difference. But, you know, I, I was okay with Brock not being on TV all the time because that's what I grew up on. Like I said, watching when I watched and Flair traveling so much, you know, you, you, if you were lucky, you got Flair on TV twice a month, but it was normally just once. It was the other three horsemen that were on TV because Flair was constantly traveling. 
I mean, so, you know, no, I agree. I mean, with Kenny not, not being on TV every week is kind of where we were going with that and started that conversation. But no, I mean, you know, there's just, with, with the advent of television this week, you got to leave them wanting more. You, you don't want them, uh, you don't want people getting sick of you. No, never. So with that being said, this is the part of the show where we're going to tell you how we would book CM Punk in all elite wrestling. Jason, I usually go first, but do you want to go first this time? Uh, I mean, I'll go first. I mean, because it's, um, I, I, I told you that day we were talking about this, you know, off camera when, when we first started talking about the uh, the news breaking. Um, you know, with, and I, I'm not, I don't try to, you know, I, I don't try to shit all over all, you know, AEW. I'm glad the boys have another place to work. Um, you know, to see somebody like a CM Punk, you know, who's got a bad taste in his mouth for his run in WWE, um, that want, that still wants to do it or, or, you know, have somewhere else that he can actually end his career in the spotlight. Um, cause you know, ring of honor is still just, Tiny. um, yeah, I mean, well that, and I mean, it's just, it's not live. It's not anything like that. And the bad thing is they could be, I mean, Sinclair has got a shitload of money, but, um, you know, they have that deal and their own syndication is all they have. Um, but anyway, no, I, I mean, I've, I've told you before and as as much as people are hyped about him coming back, please God do not do the same thing that WCW did with Hulk Hogan. And what I mean by that is I've told you this before. I had no issue with Hulk Hogan beating Ric Flair for the world title when he came in. I knew it was going to happen. But you don't do it off the bat. Um, they signed the match, and of course, Hogan was worried about having people to work with, and he wanted to work with Flair. They were friends. He trusted Flair not to screw him over, make him look good, um, which is all fine. But you know, you don't let Flair lay down the first. You know, Flair laying down that first match with they had Mr. T and Shaquille O'Neal. They made a big production out of it at Bash at the Beach, um, and Flair laid down for the leg drop one, two, three. No issue with Hogan winning the title. I knew he would when he came in. But, you know, they could have prolonged that for six months out to Starcade, having Flair run from him. Flair was a chicken shit heel champion. That's what he was good at. You know, I'm not saying let him pin Hogan or submit Hogan or anything like that. But they could have, Flair could have gotten counted out. He could have gotten DQ'd, you know, aren't interfering. Flair just, you know, rolling out of the ring and saying to hell with this and, and walking out. And, and finally, you know, whether you put it in a cage or anything like that to keep, you know, it's another month. This is a topic for a different day. But this is what I hate about the cage matches nowadays is what I always hated about WWE's cage matches was, you know, you could win by, by escaping the cage. I mean, you know, back in the day in the territory system, you know, when you built up to a cage match, it was to keep that chicken shit heel in the ring. So he got that ass whipping that the fans had been waiting for him to see. And then he finally got, he finally got what was coming to him. And he either had to pin or submit, you know, submit or get pinned. Um, but they could have ran that out for at least six months and then let Hogan take the belt at Starcade. Um, you know, and it would have been a bigger pop in my opinion than what it was by just bringing Hogan in and letting him take the belt immediately. Uh, but you know, and, and I, I say that I, I preface with that, you know, with the CM Punk stuff with that, because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, Hogan hadn't been off TV, you know, the wrestling scene for seven years. He had been off, you know, six months a year tops. But, uh, you know, filming Thunder in Paradise, we had seen him lose to Yokozuna, his last match in the WWF. And, 
which Yokozuna was 500 pounds and six foot something. I mean, you know, if the fucker fell on you in all reality, he, he's going to, I don't care how big you are, he's going to keep you down for a three count. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that didn't make Hogan look bad, uh, losing to somebody like Yokozuna. I mean, you know, Yokozuna made three of Ric Flair at Ric Flair's heaviest. Um, so, like I said, to, to go into that with what I would do with CM Punk, and I've told you this before, I mean, I'm, I'm not a big Kenny Omega fan, um, but I've heard things about him that I haven't seen. I want to see that side of Kenny Omega. I want Omega to get serious. I, I you know, tell, you know, I want him to tell Don Callis, basically, Hey man, shut up. I got this one. And I want him to direct it at CM Punk. Um, and just tell him, you know, the last time we saw you in a ring, you were laying down. You know, what have you done in the last seven years? I've won this title. I've won that title. You know, you, you, you say, you say you, you're the best in the world. Well, you know, that's a long time ago, buddy. And they need to, you know, they need to prolong it. Um, you know, yeah, I don't want to see punk out there wrestling the dark order. I don't want to see punk out there wrestling, you know, job guys. I don't want to see him wrestle any WWE guys. He's already wrestling. Uh, well, I mean, I'd like to see him and Brian go at it if Brian is actually coming in. But I mean, what I, what I'm getting to is, and it, this is this is short and sweet for me. Uh, and I mean, I'll let you have a field day with it because I'm excited to see what he says when he comes back. I'm excited to see how much of a shoot promo he actually cuts his first time on the microphone. I'm excited to see all that. Um, but what I would what I would be more excited to see is a storytelling program. Is again, the guy's been off for seven years, and you don't immediately you don't immediately give him that match with Kenny. I don't care what the fans want. You make them wait. You know, yes, you 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 tiptoe all the way around it. You let them have verbal words. You know, and and you know shoot back and forth. And you know you make Punk earn that spot in the fans' eyes. You know you make and, and as Kenny as the champion, you make him jump through hoops to uh, to get to that and. Uh, you know, and I, honestly, I like Adam Page. I do. I don't know how this is going to play out for him because at the end of the day, you know, diehard wrestling fans that remember CM Punk and that love Kenny Omega, that's they want to see Kenny take on Brian. They want to see Kenny take on CM Punk. They're not real interested in seeing him against Adam Page now. You know, they they were getting excited for, you know, Kenny versus Hangman. And, you know, I, I'm sorry, you know, no, no disrespect to Adam Page. I don't. I don't think he's as over as people say he is. The fans just like chanting cowboy shit. I mean, they think it's funny. Um, and I think Adam's been, you know, misused. I think he's been misbooked. Um, and I don't think, you know, when he gets his title shot, that, that it's going to go the way that people thought it was going to go at first because you've got all these different names coming in. And again, you know, I, I know people's attention span getting long as long as it used to be in the territories. And hell, I mean, you know, the last long, long drawn out thing that was ever done in wrestling was, you know, Sting and Hogan. We talked about that last time. That was a long drawn out, you know, a long drawn out program. Um, I'm not saying take it that long, but, you know, at least, at least six months to get, you know, to get CM Punk reacclimated with the fans and to get him acclimated with the fans that really don't know who he is. Um, and, you know, and, and I think the best, the best part about it would be, I mean, like I said, Kenny needs to clean up his act. He needs to get serious when it comes to CM Punk. And, you know, stop horsing around like he has been and trying to be funny. 
and you know just flat out say you might have been in the best the best in the world seven years ago but i'm here now jack and i got the gold to prove it and there's no way in hell you're taking it off of me and i'm gonna tell you something else too when they first hook up i wouldn't put the belt on cm pump i would wait at least a year i would drag it out um you know i, I would let kenny go over um in a chicken shit heel fashion whether it be a roll up putting his feet on the ropes i mean if you want to go old school with it whether the good brothers interfere, however you want to do it. Um, I wouldn't, you know, the first time they touch, I would not put the, the belt on punk just, but you give punk the out of, okay, you won, but you did not beat me. And you, you draw, you draw it out. Um, and I, you know, that way, you know, maybe by next year when they have all out or whatever, what, whatever event they want to have in Chicago, I mean, you, 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 it's, you don't, you don't lazy book it. You book it long term and you book it out to where, you know, he, he debuts in Chicago this year and next year you put the strap on him because that, that's given him a year to, you know, I'm sure he's in the, I'm sure he's in the, I'm sure he's in a ring working somewhere trying to get rid of the ring rust. Um, but, you know, he's not the same guy that you remember from 2014 um, or 2013. And it's not saying he, but he's got to get his timing back. Um, you know, he's got to get used to working with some of these guys he's never worked with before. And, and you know, what you said, draw it out. Cause like, I mean, just imagine he's going to get this huge pop in Chicago this year. He's going to come out and, and, you know, the chase is on. And then, you know, finally, you know, you, like I said, long-term booking, you, you have the show booked for next year in Chicago and then, you know, after all this time, after 360-some days of chasing Kenny Omega and interference from the Good Brothers, interference from this person, interference from Callus, interference from the Young Bucks, after all that that you put him through, he finally, finally beats Kenny Omega. And, and you can't, you know, that, 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 that's going to set Kenny up for a longer title run because you can't, you can't take the title off of him for, for it to mean something for Punk next year. No, I agree. I don't see. I don't disagree with you because I don't want him to immediately come in and the next week be the world champion. I just think that's bad booking because as much as I love CM Punk and you love CM Punk, we both know that he's been out of the ring seven years. And the last time he did anything, he got his ass whooped in UFC. Yeah. And, you know, people are, you know, when he when he appears, you know, when people start seeing him on TV every week, that's when they'll start going home and looking at the streaming services and looking up on YouTube and stuff to that nature of what he's done and trying to get, you know, if they don't, you know, well, God, I heard of this guy, but let me, let me go check out some of his stuff, you know? So, and, and the first thing that's going to, you know, if they go search him now, first thing's going to pop up is AEW. Second thing's going to pop up is probably going to be UFC. And, you know, so no, he's got to, you know, he, he's got to get that bad taste of those ass whippings and UFC out of people's mouth that know him. And you know he's got to he's got to reclaim that spot of best in the world. So it's like I said, you don't you 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 got to you know don't lazy book it. I mean, you plan it out for a year, in my opinion. No, I agree. And I mean, I think he should come out. You know, say he's going to go for the world championship. I okay, let's say he debuts in Chicago because that's what makes the most sense. He debuts in Chicago. He comes out, says he's back in wrestling for the world championship. Kenny comes out and they do promo back and forth saying, 
look, dude, there's a ranking system here. This isn't WWE. You're not going to get the match you want just because you want it. You might have been the best in the world seven years ago. 2014, you probably damn sure were. But it's 2021, and the best in the world is the cleaner, Kenny Omega. Like, look, old man, back to the line. Mm -hmm. And I would have him. Hang on. Sorry, my throat's really dry right now. But um, I would have him at least two matches every month. I would have him run through the roster because the undefeated streak are the, the, what is it, the wins and losses matter in AEW apparently. Don't get me started. <laughs> so I would, I would have him do that. I would have him run like, run through people, maybe some of his old WWE mates, uh, Jericho. I love Jericho. Jericho's my favorite. I would have him beat Jericho. I would have him beat Mox. I would have him beat MJF. I would have him run through everybody. I mean, obviously, like, he has to get his shit back together, and he needs those wins and eventually become the number one contender for the world championship. This is a different show for a different day, but uh, I agree with you with Mox. I agree with you with Jericho because they have both hit a, hit a point in their careers that they can lay down and it not matter. They're still going, you know, whatever. MJF is still very young. So, you know, he, I, I'm telling you, even, even though like everybody's expecting Jericho to beat him once he gets done with these labors of Jericho, they, MJF needs to go over by hook or by crook. Cause at the end of the day, when Jericho, if Jericho lays down for him again, when he comes out on TV the next time, they're still going to sing his interest music and he's still going to be Chris Jericho. MJF, they, they, they got to stop misusing him. I mean, he's, he, he's the best heel they got. And, um, that would actually be a good one for, uh, you know, for, for it to start out with if, you know, cause I mean, I'm telling you, in my opinion, you can't have punk come out and really beat any of your top stars. Cause he, cause he has been laying off seven. Daniel Bryan's a different story. I mean, Daniel Bryan, last time we saw him, he, you know, he went toe to toe with the best thing WWE's got on TV right now. And he tapped and he him had, out. And he tapped him out while the referee's back was turned. Mm -hmm. So he's a, he's a different story. You know, Which he's still going. Episode. Exactly. But he's still going. So, you know, but I mean, I'm telling you, and just cause you, you know, th this business has gotten too, you know, it's like, you know, you go back and you look, listen to Eric Bischoff talk about, you know, that was the one good thing he liked about working for Turner was all the stuff that they had um, at his disposal he could use, like all these research, you know, parts of the uh, company. And he said that when they were doing research, getting ready to start Nitro, that, you know, what was the one thing wrestling fans liked more than anything? And it was like the unexpected. And that's when he said he knew he had to be live every week so they, they couldn't find his results online. And that's, you know, why he brought Luger back. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, so like I said, I mean, you you could even, you know, use that as a finish with MJF if they put him in the ring with MJF. Um, you know, roll up with his feet on the ropes or you know, the pinnacle helping, whatever the case may be. I just think, you know, Punk's, Punk needs to come back with a lot of obstacles thrown in his way. Um, and, you know, and, you know, let him like relive some of his, not like behind the scenes, of course, but on camera, relive some of his frustrations from WWE um, to make it look like that's happening in AEW. Um, you know, constant being held down. You know, he's trying to get to Kenny. And every time he turns around, he's got, you know, this person or that person getting help from outside or whatever the case may be. 
and, and you know, like I said, make it a year long program for him, for him to get there. No, I agree. That's what I'm saying. I think all out Chicago next year is when he needs to win the belt, but I just don't want to see it on him as soon as he debuts. No, I think it would be bad. And it, it, it would make, it, it would make, you know, Kenny's just now starting to get a U.S. following. And that's, that's another reason I think he needs to stop this comedy shit and, you know, really go into the serious character. Um, and, you know, stop trying to do the mutton chops and looking like the, uh, the wish version of Triple H. And, you know, I, you know, cause you hear all this good stuff about him and that's, that's, that's the one, that's the one bad thing with, with those guys being EVPs and getting some creative freedom because it's like, look, man, you know, you didn't get over doing this kind of shit in Japan. You got it. You got over in Japan, you know, by doing X, Y, Z. Um, and you know, give us the shit you promised us. Give us the serious wrestling. Let let best friends give us the comedy stuff. Let the fucking Dark Order give us some comedy here and there. Orange Cassidy. Yeah, well, I said best friends. You know, he's part of the little got a hub group. Um, you know, you don't need it from your world champion. You don't need, you know, because when Jericho came in and, and became the first world champion, he wasn't doing a lot of this comedy shit. He started doing an MJF tour, you know, after he lost the belt and everything else. Um, you know, make it a serious program, you know, and that could be one of Punk's, you know, one of Punk's fucking promos, you know. Hey, you know, I came here because y'all promised the wrestling fans something different and something serious and all I see is blah, you know, just that blah, 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 whatever. And, you know, I, I mean, there's a lot of ways to do it, but I just, you know, I hope they don't, they're, they're starting to do stuff that I told you. It's like we were talking about the other day. It's like, you know, what was the name? What was the name of the WCW show? Thunder? No. What was the name of WCW show? Nitro. On Monday nights. Nitro. AEW Dynamite. We're bringing all these WWE guys in. Let's bring the WWE guys in. You know, I wasn't mad at a couple of them. You know, of course, CM Punk and if Daniel Bryan, if they both come, I'm not, you know, those two, I understand. Hell, Miro, I wasn't mad at. But, you know, you're bringing in Mark Henry in the big show for whatever reasons. Um, I'm not I'm mad not at ma those two, though, because they're not actually wrestling. Um, but you get what I'm saying. I mean, it's just like, you know, I mean, they're just, there's a lot, they already had a lot of talent. He had signed up a lot of indie talent to keep him from going anywhere else. And they're, they're going to wind up in the same position that WCW was in. And in my opinion, WWE's in right now is, I mean, if you go on the WWE's roster page, it's I mean, insane. It is. It's like they've got all these people under contract, and it's like, okay, oh yeah, I remember him. Where is he at? I remember her. Where is she at? Who the fuck is that? Uh, you know, you know. So they're even though they're getting another show, um, you know, you're gonna wind up you're gonna wind up burying some people. You, you won't have a choice. No, I think that that's one thing. I think their biggest issue is they have too many people on the roster, and that's why I said I want Buddy Murphy to go to uh, Impact. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I don't. I mean, when when's his release date? Like September. Uh, September? No, August thirty first. Well, right there, September first. So, but yeah, I mean, that's 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 like I said. I would just. I mean, I know that's short and simple as far as my answer goes. But you know, like I said, I mean, I I, I might even you know have him lose a match or two over the year process while he's chasing Kenny, and you know, make it a year long chase for the belt and. uh 
you know, get him back in there, get him acclimated with fans that don't know him, you know, get him back and get his ring rust off and, and just, and see where it goes. And I mean, you know, and at the end of the day, honestly, you're doing this year long program. I mean, you know, yeah, he's going to get a huge pop if he appears in Chicago this year, you know, and, and they, they say it's a done deal, which you never know. I mean, it's a wrestling business. Um, so, but if that's the case and he comes out and cuts this Gavin promo, of course, he's going to get a huge pop, but you know, you also have to see over the next, you know, in my opinion, over the next year, not, not only give him what I was talking about, but see if he can maintain the momentum or make, you know, keep getting it, you know, getting it up there and up there and up there, keep it going. And unless, you know, or at the end of, the, of his first month where people are like, uh, we waited seven years for that. You never, cause you never know. Wrestling fans are fickle, man. And they are. Uh, so, you know, I mean, I'm sure it's in his contract. He's going to get the title at some point, but you know, but again, it, it gives you time Make it to a see. Good story. Well, not only that, but like I said, it gives you time to see if, if he, he's going to maintain this momentum he's going to come in with and then go from there. And like I said, uh, you know, and Kenny, if you're listening, you know, I, I don't mind you having some fun with it, dude. But like I said, clean your shit up. You got some, you got some actual serious contenders coming in that, that you can make money with and uh, have great matches with. So stop trying to be a fucking comedian and go back to being the guy that everybody hyped up coming over here from Japan. Can you do that for me? Thanks, The Austin. cleaner, the seven-star match. Kenny, by God, Omega. Fuck Dave Meltzer. Damn, tell me how you really feel. Fuck Dave Meltzer. Okay, well, okay. So, Jason would have him build up uh, a year-long program, which I don't disagree with. Have him eventually win the bout at All Out Chicago next year with him losing some matches along the way. You know, I have to agree with that. I don't disagree with anything in that because I think the biggest problem they can do, the biggest mistake they can make is giving Kenny the belt. I mean, not Kenny, giving Punk the belt right away. That's not something you need to do. So I think we're in agreement. Have Punk come in, draw out a year-long feud, and maybe feud with different people here and there get his winds up, get his ring rushed off, get the fans acclimated with him again, and then go on and win the bout. I mean, if you really wanted to get old school with it, you could have Kenny come out and cut a promo of, uh, and this shit used to happen all the time in the territories, but, you know, have him, uh, and I'll, this will date it for you, but uh, when Flair was going after Harley Race and the title, Harley Race put out a $10,000 bounty on Ric Flair's head. And uh, Bob Orton Jr. and Dick Slater tried to cash in on it. They beat up Flair pretty bad one day, and nor here nor there. But that yet that used to be that used to be a a thing too. You could have you could, if you really want to go old school with it, have Kenny come out and put a bounty on Punk's head, and have like I said, just give him all kinds of obstacles to get through before he ever got to Kenny. I think they bu- need to build Punk back up. If he had went to the UFC and dominated. I feel like we'd be having a different conversation, but since the last thing they saw was him getting his ass whooped in UFC, and like we said, no disrespect to Punk, because I wouldn't do it. Like, but I'm glad you said trying. what you said, so the next time you get pissed off that Brock Lesnar comes back from a six-month to a year layoff and just dominate somebody, remember what you just said. I don't get mad at Brock. I know he's a beast. I get mad when they, they don't have anybody to go against him, no credible threat. Well, I mean, even if he came back right now, who do you got that's a credible threat? You got two people that would be a credible threat to Brock right now. Roman and, and Bobby, got, and that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. There is not a man on that roster that Brock Lesnar couldn't tear apart. 
Yeah, and Seth Rollins beating him. Like, I love Rollins to death, but that shit is not believable. Well, I mean, it's like it's like now. I mean, you know, I mean, with Drew beating him in five minutes, it was just like, whatever. I mean. Yeah. But he's still Brock Lesnar I mean, at the end of the day. And CM Punk yeah. is still going to be CM Punk at the end of the day, if we're being 100% honest. But they don't need to give him the belt right away. They need to draw it out. They need to build CM Punk back up because he he hasn't done great since he left WWE. Like, it's, it's not me shitting on him, but he needs to get back into the rhythm of thing. So I think that's how we would book CM Punk and AEW because we, we both yeah. want him to win the title. Well, I mean, it just that it doesn't make any sense for him to come in, to come back from a seven year layoff. And as high as he was when he left, it doesn't make any sense for him to, to come back and not win the title. But again, and I'll go back to the player Hogan thing. It was the same. See, Kenny's got some people he can work with. I mean, they could build up, you know, they, they could turn MJF face if they wanted to, but MJF's enough of an asshole that, you know, he could still be heel and have a heel versus heel match with Kenny. Um, but Jericho could be built back up to face Kenny. You got Adam page, um, you know, hell, even Miro, you know, Miro can say he's the most dominant champion with, cause he's how good he's looked with the TNT title. There, there's a lot of different people for Kenny to work with to get past that point. But it's like when Hogan beat player all those years ago, who else was there for Hogan to work with? Nobody. Um, and you know, yeah, they finally put him up against Vader, but, and had flair with Vader, but, um, you know, there just wasn't nobody. There was nobody else for Hogan to work with, and they they put the belt right on him, which kind of, in my opinion, screwed him. But like I said, you, you, there's a lot of things Kenny can be doing in the time while he's not completely ignoring CM Punk. He, he's he's you know acknowledging him, but also acknowledging the fact he's been gone seven years and got his ass kicked in UFC, and he's just not on his level anymore. Yep, I think that's what they need to do. But um. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see CM Punk in AEW. I know I've been a big CM Punk fan for years, and so seeing him back, it's going to be great. Well, and you know uh, that's a well, well. First, he's got a debut. We got to make sure it's not a rumor and innuendo. You know, we got to make sure it's actual fact, which I mm-hmm. think it is, and so do you. But um, at the end of the day, he's got he's got to actually debut first, and then uh, we go from there. Yeah, but I don't have much else to say. Anything else, Jason? Well, you know, you, uh, I don't know if your mind's scattered or not, but, uh, it is. we actually, we actually did push start. You can catch us on iTunes. You can catch us on the push start media network where you can't do nothing unless you just, uh, what do you have to do Christian? Push start. Yes. Push start. There you go. All kinds of good gaming information on the push start media network out there as well. Check out our boys and, uh, follow us, share us and don't forget that five star, five star, five star, five star, five star review. Leave us a comment, and uh, you know if you got any questions, you got something uh, you like to like to hear us talk about, just uh, send an email to one of Christian's four hundred and fifty six different email addresses. Mm-hmm. Which, which one would that be? Christian Ingram YT at gmail dot com. Or you can catch me at uh, J dot Brandon Ingram at gmail dot com. Either one. We're all over the place on social media. You can go in there and. Uh, Give me some more heat on my TikTok video if you want. That'd be kind of funny. Or come join our Facebook group, How We'd Book It Fans Pro Wrestling Group. Yes. Send us a, a, I want to join your group. And uh, we'll uh, we'll add you. We don't mind. We'll interact. We're we're actually very active on there. Yeah. 
That's my favorite picture that I posted so far. We're still the Braun Strowman and Alexa Bliss. That was pretty fucking comical. Yeah. And if you don't know what he's talking about, go join the group. And uh, as far as old uh, Chick Magnet Punk in AEW, that's how we'd book it. <laughs>